In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to celebration of morning Mass here at St Bride's. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today, uh, James O'Rourke, uh, whose cremation took place this morning, and I ask you especially to remember his mum and family members as well at this time. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that though in our weakness we fail, we may be revived through the passion of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have endowed him with my spirit, that he may bring true justice to the nations. He does not cry out or shout aloud, or make his voice heard in the streets. He does not break the crushed reed, nor quench the wavering flame. Faithfully he brings true justice. He will neither waver nor be crushed until true justice is established on earth, for the islands are awaiting his law. Thus says God the Lord, he who created the heavens and spread them out, who gave shape to the earth and what comes from it, who gave breath to its people and life to the creatures that move in it. I, the Lord, have called you to serve the cause of right. I have taken you by the hand and formed you. I have appointed you as covenant of the people and light of the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to free captives from prison, and those who live in darkness from the dungeon. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is my light and my help. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom shall I shrink? When evildoers draw near to devour my flesh, it's they, my enemies and foes, 
who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart would not fear. Though war break out against me, even then would I trust. I am sure I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in him, hold firm and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus went to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom he had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there. Martha waited on them, and Lazarus was among those at table. Mary brought in a pound of very costly ointment, pure nard, and with it anointed the feet of Jesus, wiping, the hair, wiping them with her hair. The house was full of the scent of the ointment. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the man who was to betray him, said, Why wasn't this ointment sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the common fund and used to help himself to the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. She had to keep this scent for the day of my burial. You have the poor with you always. You will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large number of Jews heard that he was there and came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Then the chief priest decided to kill Lazarus as well, since it was on his account that many of the Jews were leaving them and believing in Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. As you know, we've now entered into the days of Holy Week and uh, one of the readings that we hear very often throughout uh, Holy Week itself is from Isaiah and from those passages about the person who's called the suffering servant of Yahweh. And what we hear is Isaiah speak of a a figure uh, who will suffer um, and uh, the early Christians clearly thought that that figure was the figure of Jesus and, and some of the uh, the punishments and some of the the sufferings certainly sound like the sufferings that Jesus himself had to endure. But those who know about those things and the scholars uh, tell us this, it's not actually clear in the prophet Isaiah who uh, he is speaking of. It's a kind of vague kind of thing. Uh, sometimes it seems like a prophet it might have been Isaiah himself, uh, and sometimes it seems like the it speaks of uh, Israel being like this suffering servant, and then it kind of speaks of somebody who is like a, a messianic figure, 
uh, who is to come and to save the people. So it's not exactly clear in the readings uh, just exactly who Isaiah himself is speaking of. Is he speaking of a prophet? Is he speaking of himself? Is he speaking of Israel? Or is he speaking of a Messiah that is yet to come? Clearly what we know is that the early Christians themselves identified these sufferings with the very sufferings of Christ and saw them as a kind of a prophecy, if you like, uh, of, uh, of the coming Messiah and of Jesus' own passion. Today uh, we hear in the Gospel reading from St John and I don't know if you'll recall if you were able to listen to Mass yesterday. Uh, it was the Gospel of St Matthew. But there's something kind of strange in it, isn't it, if you were uh, closely listening to that passage and the passage today, because although they're relating uh, uh, two different events, they kind of seem to be the same event as well. Uh, you might recall that it was in the house of someone called Simon, that an unnamed woman comes and washes and anoints the feet of Jesus. Uh, and Jesus says at the end of the passage, uh, that what this woman does will be acclaimed for all ages. Well, here's a kind of a strange thing, because in today's Gospel, what we hear is that same uh, scene itself is not pictured in Simon's house, but in the house at Bethany of Lazarus and Martha and Mary. And the unnamed person uh, turns out in this part, uh, this uh, telling of the story uh, to be one of the sisters, uh, Mary, who anoints Jesus and also dries his hair, his feet with her hair, uh, and uh, it's different, and and yet it's it kind of a different telling of the story. And for some people, that will be a kind of uh, thing to say. Well, it's difficult then to believe that the in the gospel in that sense, and yet it just seems to me that. It's the very nature of the gospel itself to be told from different points of view, uh, the evangelists themselves to be in possession of certain pieces of information and to tell the story in, in certain ways and for certain audiences and certain communities. I find interesting that the story itself uh, ends uh, uh, with mention of Lazarus. Uh, this strange figure who is raised uh, from the dead. And of course what it tells us then is that not only did they plan to kill Jesus, but they also planned to kill Lazarus as well. Um, not only has Lazarus himself recovered from this illness, but now he is under threat of, of being killed uh, uh, once again. Uh, how, how kind of strange a thing that is. But I suppose uh, very often... Uh, the Gospels themselves, uh, and especially the New Testament letters, refer to this idea of of the disciple himself being in danger in the same way as as Christ himself was. Uh, and sometimes those sufferings that Christ himself had sometimes also are visited on uh, the disciples themselves. And down through the centuries we've known that ourselves. Not all, not all of us and not many of us uh, will experience all of that uh, and we know that in different ages there have been persecutions and, and times of trouble for for those that bear the name of Christ 
but I think what's unavoidable for all of us is a share in the mystery of the cross itself. Somehow in all of our lives uh, that all of us have to carry the cross, uh, whatever shape, whatever form it comes to us in our own life. Um, and the first thing that we want to do is to put that cross to the side, uh, not to have to carry it, not to have to bear it. Uh, we could wish that it wouldn't be the thing that we ourselves were given, and yet very often it's unavoidable. Today, in a, a, a strange way, we're also carrying the cross in a way that we couldn't have imagined in these day, times of uncertainty. Uh, and of course, uh, with the cross itself, it's not the end, uh, but there's also there was there's also uh, the new life that, that begins after it. And of course, we believe in that as well. It's not all a mystery of suffering. It's a mystery of redemption, and it's a mystery of the new life that comes from the cross. So once again, uh, we sense that in our own life, that there will be an end to all of this, that there will be uh, something that completes all of this, and there will be a new opening of grace in our own life and in the life of others. Uh, we're not laden down by the cross, uh, but we're in a certain sense lifted up by it, uh, by the sense in which uh, God's grace is greater than anything uh, that, we, we, that we can ever know, in all our sufferings and all our difficulties. And of course he will lead us through this uh, to something else, to something new, to something different in our own life. Uh, and yet we realise that in these times we have to bear this cross that we're given. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look graciously, O Lord, upon the sacred mysteries we celebrate here, and may what you have mercifully, mercifully provided to cancel the judgment we incurred bear for us fruit in eternal life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For through the saving passion of your Son, the whole world has received a heart to confess the infinite power of your love. Since by the wondrous power of the cross, your judgment in the world is now revealed and the authority of Christ crucified. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, 
we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, James, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. 
graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Visit your people, O Lord, we pray, and with ever watchful love, look upon the hearts dedicated to you by means of these sacred mysteries, so that under your protection we may keep safe this remedy for eternal salvation, which by your mercy we have received. We ask this through Christ our Lord. 
We continue to ask Mary's special protection for us in these days. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, hail our life, our sweetness and our hope. To thee do we cry for banished children of Eve, to thee do we send forth sighs, mourning and weeping in the valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And we especially remember James in our prayers. Eternal rest, grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. May he rest in peace, and may his soul, and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. ask you if you can just to join us on uh, Facebook uh, today, uh, this evening, uh, for uh, Stations of the Cross. And it's a recording of the Stations of the Cross that we were able to do uh, last year uh, with the other churches in the area. Uh, so they'll be joining us once again uh, this evening. So please join us uh, for that and pray the Stations of the Cross this evening. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. <laughs>